This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Chris Gorringe. The Glugs of Gosh, Book 7 The Swanks of Gosh. Come mourn with me for the land of Gosh. Oh, weep with me for the luckless glugs of the land of Gosh, where the sad seas wash the patient shores and the great king splosh his sodden sorrow hugs. Where the fair queen Tush weeps all the day and the swank, the swank, the naughty swank, the haughty swank holds sway. The most mendacious, ostentatious, spacious swank holds sway. Tis sorrow swathed, as I know full well, and garbed in gloom and the weeds of woe, and vague so far is the tale I tell, but bear with me for the briefest spell, and surely ye shall know of the land of Gosh, and Tush, and Splosh, and Stodge, the swank, the foolish swank, the mulish swank of Gosh, the meretricious, avaricious, vicious swank of Gosh. Oh, the tall trees bend, and the green trees send a chuckle round the earth. And the soft winds croon a jeering tune, And the harsh winds shriek with mirth. And the wee small birds chirp ribald words When the swank walks down the street. But every glug takes off his hat and whispers humbly, Look at that! Hats off! Hats off to the glug of rank! Sir Stodge the Swank, the Lord High Swank! Then the east wind roars a loud guffaw, And the haughty swank says, Haw! His brain is dull and his mind is dense, and his lack of saving wit complete. But most amazingly immense is his inane self-confidence and his innate conceit. But every glug and the great king Splosh bow to Sir Stodge, the fuddled swank, the muddled swank of Gosh, the engineering, peeping, peering, sneering swank of Gosh. In Gosh, sad Gosh, where the Lord Swank lives, he holds high rank and has much pelf, and all the well-paid posts he gives upon his falling relatives as foolish as himself. In offices and courts and boards are swanks and swanks, ten dozen swanks and cousin swanks in hordes, inept and musty, dry and dusty, rusty swanks in hordes. The clouds so soft that sail aloft weep laughing tears of rain. The blue sky spread high overhead peeps through in mild disdain. All nature laughs and jeers and chuffs when the swank goes out to walk. But every glug bows low his head and says in tones surcharged with dread, Bow low, bow low, glugs lean, glugs fat. But the north wind snatches off his hat and flings it high and shrieks to see his ruffled dignity. They lurk in every government lair mid docket dull and dusty file. Solemnly squat in an easy chair, penning a minute of rare hot air in departmental style. In every office, on every floor, are swanks and swanks, distracting swanks and acting swanks a score, and coldly distant, subassistant, underswanks galore. In peaceful days, when the countryside poured wealth to gosh and the skies were blue, the great king Splosh no fault espied and seemed entirely satisfied with swanks who muddled through. But when they fell on seasons bad, oh, then the swanks, the bustled swanks, the hustled swanks went mad. The minute-writing, nation-blighting, skitting swanks went mad. The tall trees sway like boys at play and mock him when he grieves. As one by one in laughing fun they pelt him with their leaves. And the grey-green trees joke to the breeze as the swank struts proudly by. 
but every glug with reverence pays homage to his pride immense an homage deep to lofty rank the swank the swank the pompous swank but the wind-borne leaves await their chance and round him gaily dance now trouble came to the land of gosh the fear of battle and anxious days and the swanks were called to the great king splosh who said that their system would not wash and ordered other ways then the lord high swank stretched forth a paw and penned a minute ray the law and the swanks the swanks the other swanks the brother swanks said haw these keen resourceful unremorseful forceful swanks said haw then splosh the king in a royal rage he smote his throne as he thundered bosh in the whole wide land is there not one sage with a cool clear brain who'll straight engage to sweep the swanks from gosh but the lord high stodge from where he stood cried barley guard your livelihood and quick as light the teeming swanks the scheming swanks touched wood sages plainly labour vainly when the swanks touch wood the stealthy cats that grace the mats before the doors of gosh smile wide with scorn each sunny morn and as they take their wash a sly grimace spreads each face as the swank struts forth to court but every glug casts down his eyes and mutters ain't it at a size for such a sight our gods we thank sir stodge the swank the noble swank but the west wind tweaks his nose in sport as the swank struts into court then roared the king with a rage intense oh who can cope with their magic tricks but the lord high swank skipped nimbly hence and hid him safe behind the fence of regulation six and under section four eight o oh, the swanks the swanks dim forms of swanks the swarms of swanks laid low these most tenacious persipacious spacious swanks laid low cried the king of gosh they shall not escape am i set at naught by a crazed buffoon but in fifty fathoms of thin red tape the lord swank swaddled his portly shape like a round insane cocoon then round and round and round and round the swanks the swanks the whirling swanks the twirling swanks they wound they, the swathed and swaddled molly coddled swanks inanely wound each insect thing that comes in spring to gladden this sad earth it flits and whirls and pipes and skirls it chirps in mocking mirth a merry song the whole day long to see the swank abroad but every glug whoe'er he be salutes with grave humility and deference to noble rank the swank the swank the swollen swank but the south wind blows his clothes awry and flings dust in his eye so trouble stayed in the land of gosh and the futile glugs could only gape while the lord high swank still ruled king splosh with laws of blither and rules of bosh from out of his lair of tape and in cocoons that mocked the glug the swanks the swanks the underswanks the dunderswanks lay snug these most politic parasitic critic swanks lay snug then mourn with me for a luckless land oh weep with me for the slaves of tape where the lord high swank still held command and wrote new rules in a fair round hand and the glugs saw no escape where tape entwined all gluggish things and the swank the swank the grievous swank the devilish swank pulled strings the persipacious, contumacious swank held all the strings. The blooms that grow, and in a row, peep o'er each garden fence, they nod and smile to note his style of pondering pretense. Each roving bee has fits of glee when the swank goes by that way. 
but every glug he makes his bow and he says just watch him watch him now he must have thousands in the bank the swank the swank the holy swank but the wild wind snatches kerchief out and buffet him about eight the seer somewhere or other tis doubtful where in the archives of gosh is a volume rare a precious old classic that no one reads and nobody asks for and nobody heeds which makes it a classic and famed through the land as well-informed persons will quite understand tis a ponderous work and tis written in prose for some mystic reason that nobody knows and it tells in a style that is terse and correct of the rule of the swanks and its baneful effect on the commerce of gosh on its morals and trade and it quotes a grave prophecies somebody made and this is the prophecy written right bold on a parchment all tattered and yellow and old so old and so tattered that nobody knows how far into foretime its origin goes but this is the writing that set glugs agog when twas called to their minds by the mayor of quog when gosh groaneth bastille through greed and buys plans ye rhymer shall mend ye who mends pots and pans now the mayor of quog a small suburb of gosh was intensely annoyed at the act of king splosh in asking the mayor of piffle to tea with himself and the queen on a thursday at three when the king must have known that the sorriest dog if a native of piffle was hated in quog an act without precedent quog was ignored the mayor and the council and charity board they met and considered this insult to quog and they said tis the work of the treacherous og tis plain the og influence threatens the throne and the swanks were all crazed with this trading in stone said the mayor of quog this has long been foretold in a prefacy penned by the seer of old we must search if we'd banish the curse of our time for a mender of pots who's a maker of rhyme "'Tis to him we must look when our luck goes amiss, "'but, oh, where in all gosh is a glug such as this?' "'Then the mayor and council and charity board "'o'er the archival prophecies zealously poured, "'with a pursing of lips and a shaking of heads, "'with a searching and prying for possible threads "'that would lead to discover this versatile glug "'who modelled a rhyme while he mended a mug. "'With a pursing of lips and a shaking of heads, "'they gave up the task and went home to their beds.' where each lay awake while he tortured his brain for a key to the riddle, but ever in vain. Then, lo, at the mayor's front door in the morn, a tinker called out, and a movement was born. Kettles and pans, kettles and pans, oh, the stars are the gods, but the earth it is man's. But a fool is the man who has wants without end, while the tinker's content with a kettle to mend. For Tinker owns naught but the earth, which is man's. Then bring out your kettles, ho, kettles and pans. From the mayoral bed, with unmayoral cries, the magistrate sprang ere he opened his eyes. Hold him, he yelled, as he bounced on the floor. Oh, who is this Tinker that rhymes at my door? Go get me the name and the title of him. They answered, be calm, sir, tis no one but Sim. Tis Sim, the mad Tinker, the son of old Joy, who ran from his home when a bit of a boy. He went for a tramp, though, tis common belief. When folk were not looking, he went for a thief. Then went for a tinker, and rhymes as he goes. Some say he's crazy, but nobody knows. Thus twas it began, the exulting of Sim, and the mad gluggish struggle that raged around him. For the good mare seized him, and clothed him in silk, and fed him on pumpkins and pasteurized milk, 
and praised him in public and coupled his name with Gosh's vague profit of archival fame. The press interviewed him a great many times and printed his portrait and published his rhymes, till the king and Sir Stodge and the Swanks grew afraid of his fame amid the glugs and the trouble it made. For wherever Sim went in the city of Gosh there were cheers for the tinker and hoots for King Splosh. His goings and comings were watched for and cheered, and a crowd quickly gathered where'er he appeared. All the folk flocked round him and shouted his praise, for the glugs followed fashion, and Sim was a craze. They sued him for words which they greeted with cheers, for the way to a glug is to tickle his ears. Oh, speak to us, Tinker, your wisdom we crave, they'd remark when they saw him. Then Sim would look grave and remark with an air, "'Tis a very fine day. Now ain't he a marvel, they'd shout, hip hooray. To live, would Sim answer, to live is to feel. Ain't he a poet, a flat glug would squeal. Sim had a quaint fancy in phrase and in text. When he'd fed them with one, then they'd howl for the next. Thus he'd cry, love is love, and the welkin they'd lift, with their shouts of surprise at his wondrous gift. He would say, after life, then a glug must meet death, and they'd clamour for more ere he took the next breath. But Sim grew weary of this sort of praise, and he longed to be back with his out-of-door days, with his feet in the grass and his back to a tree, rhyming and tinkering, fameless and free. He said so one day to the mayor of Quog, and declared it as leaf live the life of a dog. But the mayor was vexed, for the movement had grown, and his dreams had of late soared as high as a throne. Have a care, what is written is written, said he, and the dullest glug knows what is written must be. Tis the prophet of Gosh who has prophesied it, and tis thus that tis written by him who so writ. Lo, the tinker of Gosh, he shall make his three rhymes, one on the errors and aims of his times, one on the symptoms of sin that he sees, and the third and the last on whatever he please. And when the glugs hear them and mark what they mean, the land shall be purged and the nation made clean. So Sim gave a promise to write, there and then, three rhymes to be read in the great market square to all glugs assembled on Saturday week. And then, said the mayor, if still you must seek to return to your tramping, well, just have your fling, but I'll make you a marquee or any old thing. Said Sim, I shall tinker and still be a king. End of Book Eight